0: What's happening, you guys? Welcome back to Style Sessions, a podcast dedicated to helping you understand and cultivate your own personal, individual style. My name is Aaron Selberg. With me, as always, is Jeremy Reed. We're joined today by Kevin Evans uh, here in the proverbial studio, which is our one of the rooms in the store. <laughs> and there's wires going all over the place. Yeah, a it's crazy.
1: Set up. So it's mostly our, our suit and uh, custom attire. Yeah. But, but it works well for a studio, too.
2: And Beautiful.
0: I am, uh, I'm over here on the other side of the room because I'm quarantined right now. I t- did take two COVID tests, and they both came back negative, just so you guys know. Yeah, I so. feel like
1: we're on some sort of interview show right now. I feel like we're like contestants on a game show. I know. Stuff.
0: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like I should be wearing like a suspender and ties and like Larry King wire. Larry.
2: Suspenders for three, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the king. That's a great idea. Yeah, I'm there so you go. i out here, you know. <laughs> kind of zoom in there real tight.
1: Yeah. Uh I you know so yeah obviously we're getting here I do have to ask though this is a rare occasion for me I, yes. I see you carrying a Starbucks you know? I yeah I do oh, have the Starby's I there. do
0: have the Starbucks okay so normally we, so, we sell
1: our own coffee here you know that
0: right? I do this is a this is actually a Mint Majesty
1: Mint Majesty yes that like
0: a it's shamrock. A, it's an herbal tea with Ooh. lemon and honey because I'm all stuffed up or whatever sure. so so normally I don't drink Starbucks so you're
2: doing tea in a coffee cup
0: yeah it's hot so yeah whatever I mean. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, normally, Alyssa and I drink the, the Refined Grind. This episode is brought to you by the Refined <laughs> Grind. Available exclusively at That Guy's Secret in Peoria or ThatGuySecret.com.
1: It's my preferred coffee as well. Yeah. Is it's that amazing. a real thing? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. We have a bag out here. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. On your... I will. It's a <laughs> medium roast. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it's amazing.
1: It really is. So that was a fun experience, and I don't want to yeah. hijack it too much, because I think we did an episode specifically on this. We, we did, were over, yeah. met with those guys, Tristan and, and uh, Mitch. Had a fun little like tasting session. and We tasted mm-hmm. a bunch of different coffees, made our own blend, and uh, yeah. So now we offer here. In the
0: Fabulous! Store. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: It's very it's very versatile coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fabulous! I love that. Yeah, we Alyssa and I usually do like a cold brew, and it lends itself to like a cold brew or like drip coffee. It's 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 fantastic. So I'm in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you'll like it. I'm okay. in. So, but yeah, so you got a weird uh, cup of tea. Over yeah,
0: there. I got I got Starbucks today. No, I don't endorse them at all. As it was a pain in the ass to even get this. It's like order through the app; it's faster. And I'm like, cool. And then you yeah. sit in line for like 20 minutes. I'm like, what the? F-?
1: It, I agree. And I don't want to sidetrack too far, but that has always confused me since this whole new like, which is going to lead kind of to our conversation. Yeah. You know, So we we are all starting to be more on the backside of COVID. It's still it's still out there, and 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 no matter what we say or do some things have changed our world forever. And one of these things is ordering online yeah. and curbside pickups, or in their case, you order online through the app. Yeah. And then you sit through the drive through lane.
0: <laughs> that you were going to yeah. sit
1: through anyway. Yeah. So sometimes I, I don't know that they've thought out the process.
2: So I will, I'll tell you the magic of what they've done. Um, I think that they're one of the top three companies in the world that market product. And so while when you think about there are some frailties around, I order through their app and I go sit in line, yeah. what they have successfully been able to do is to get you to make your purchase with them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right? And yeah. That, is, that is 100% true. I mean, because if you really think at it, I mean, and not a knock on start. I mean, I'm not a huge Starbucks guy myself, but their coffee's okay. It's all right. I mean, yeah. It's not amazing. It's not like, oh, my God, this is the best coffee ever.
2: So, and that
1: created a culture that you have to get it. And
2: that kind of, I think, kind of guides us into some of the things that we're going to talk about is that for most companies, the product is ancillary. Yeah. And, and it is the image that you build around it. And so we could sit here and talk about who are the people that are populating there. And it's, it's a very similar crowd. And you see, you know it's the cool people right sure. who want the their brand leaders their people that want to and we could name a whole yeah. bunch of brands oh, oh gosh, that yeah. are all similarly aligned. to
0: script writers and, and
1: script writers just you know. sit out there at their macbooks and that's right <laughs> so and
2: that's exactly <laughs> what i was going to do we get some yeah. promo ads for this that's what i was <laughs> going to say <laughs> you know you could see them wearing the watches yeah. and they've got the phones and they've got the you
0: know the laptops Yeah. And they're all wearing the same stuff. Yeah. And they're getting Jeremy to buy a $500 Apple gift card. Right. I mean, that's what they're and
1: doing. Yeah, that guy's mad at me because I, <laughs> I was faking it.
2: Well, here's the the one the other thing that I'll tell you about their success is that I used to define myself as not a coffee drinker. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've spent hundreds, probably thousands of dollars by now mm-hmm. in their store yeah. as what I am now. a Now I'm a coffee drinker because right. I can't say now when I look back, yeah, I, I, drink drink coffee. Coffee. I drink coffee. Yeah. And, and I would go there because people would give me gift cards. And then when I got the gift card, they have this amazing promotion that, you know, you need to come and get stars and all of this stuff. And they know how to accelerate people in and out of the store.
1: Yeah. For everybody watching on the YouTube channel, I feel like the like 1987 Cubs right there. The yeah. big promo, let there yeah. be lights. Yeah. There yeah. you the, go. The first night yeah. game. Hey, I
2: was at that game. I lived in Wrigleyville at that time. Really? You lived
1: up, I didn't know you were from that area.
2: I okay. am. I'm a Chicagoan, so little known like secret. Chicago? Like actually, I grew up in Beverly. Okay, yeah. Shout out Southside Chicago. There
1: you go. My, my fiance is from Oakland. Lawn. So. Oak
0: Lawn. My sister lives in Oakland. Um. So interesting thing about that. I'm gonna piggyback on that real quick. I was two. Get out of here. <laughs> <Get outta> here. <laughs>
1: I honestly think I was at this game too because I remember they had a uh, they had a cool shirt mm-hmm. and I had it for decades. You know that I had this shirt and it was and that was their phrase. Let there be light. So yeah. for all was of your Chicago light
2: light light? fans, I lived at 3514 Sheffield, oh. which is three doors south of Wrigley. Yeah, wow. Right, oh right my God. It. I, so. I come by it honestly. My middle name is Santo. No way. God's honest truth. So huh. I when I got here, I was a Cub fan. I've been a Cub fan. My kids are Cub fans. Still a Cubs fan. Cubs fan.
0: There you go. Wow. That's awesome. That's
1: a, that's a good story on a happy... Yeah, that's just cool. a, a That's awesome. That I, yeah. uh, the lights got turned on and that phrase <laughs> popped into my head. Um, maybe we should do a quick intro aside from just yeah, game. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Why don't you give us a little bit of who you are, what you, you know, just give us a little quick bio here Got and it. then we'll hop into some, some content. So
2: I'll, so I am, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, um, Kevin Evans. I'm a local economic development practitioner. I've worked for, uh, Bradley university. I, I was a director for the small business development center, worked for the city of Peoria and economic development as their senior economic engagement specialist. And, um, I've worked gent- with over 400 local startups, um, I've been an entrepreneur myself, I've invested in five different businesses. And so my passion, my space is business development, business growth, and I've got a lot of chops and experience in yep. and around trying to help businesses kind of process through the pro- the problems that are in front of them.
1: Yeah, uh, as I said, we're excited to have you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, and Kevin we've known each other for Wow. How long has it been? It's been like eight years it's coming now? up, yeah, coming on like, six or seven or yeah, eight years, yeah. so. So, the, we met, okay, we met because I wanted to open uh, a business of my own. Sure, of course. Which was a men's clothing store.
1: So you talk to the man that helps open business. Right,
0: right, right. Um, and, I mean, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been a roller coaster of me trying mm-hmm. to open my own business, and then this kind of happened, and, and. We, you and I met Jeremy through right. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin was our connector. I forgot about that. He was our connector. And i very thankful for it, by the way. I'm very grateful for it. Um, <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> but, but it's
1: it's, it's interesting. And, and as I said, I don't want to segue too much. But um, I, I read a lot of different books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and one that I'm rereading right now, I technically I'm re-listening to this because I've read it a million times. Is, um, it's called The Tipping Point by Malcolm mm-hmm. Gladwell. Yep. Great book, and I'm sure yeah. you guys have, yeah, both probably heard of it, read it. Um, but I'm on the part right now talking about mavens, connectors, and say, you know what I mean. And and the reality of it is, is we find ourselves really living mm-hmm. that situation where there are certain people that yep. we that connect us to others that you know end up being very useful for mm-hmm. us in, yeah. in the betterment of our personal life and careers and things of that yeah. nature.
2: And, and my experience is that the world of entrepreneurship and is a really small community relative to the larger population. And so when you find people like Aaron who have a yen for you know, this craziness that yeah. is being a, a business owner, and we all generally have something missing, and the idea of being able to connect people that have some synergies around the same kinds of things is really where I've found a lot of usefulness and being able to provide value to people.
1: Yeah, of course. I, I, I agree. It said. And yeah. it's uh, just such a unique situation that we're in. So we if you need to come in, A.V., you can. We'll cut this part out if you need us. Yeah, you're good. Uh, you're not going to bother us. You guys go ahead. I'm yeah, just... and, and, you guys,
2: and you guys as entrepreneurs think of this as chaos, right? Hey, Aaron's like, I'm trying to get this done. <laughs> And you're like, Oh, I need people and I want to open up. Right. And the reality is that it's a, a pretty familiar story is that you have desires, you've got some capacities, there's some missing elements. And if I could just find that one element, and usually for many businesses and business owners, it's one or two things that you need to add to the mix that becomes the difference between success and failure yep. or, or really being able to execute against, you know, a set of priorities that you have. Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: agree. And I, and I, and I guess, you know, obviously our listeners usually, you know, tune in for style tips and things of that. And, and I'm sure we'll have some throughout this episode. We'll kind of.
0: Well, Kevin's a pretty stylish dude. He is so. a stylish
1: man. I was checking out. He's, he's got a sweater. He's got a nice collar. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing one of our episodes where he's layering outfits. That's
0: right, layers.
1: He's got a nice twill pant on. We're in the
0: Midwest. It's all about layers. It's all layered, about layers.
2: layers.
1: layers right. um, but but one question that was definitely in my brain was, as you said, you, you're in the entrepreneur sector um, in a lot of different capacities. Over the past couple of years, how have you seen – um, that section changed? Because, I mean, if the reality of it, entrepreneurship is still a small percentage, as you yeah. said. However, there was a growth in it in mm-hmm. the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, and and the thing that I th- think that we were kind of alluding to earlier, the world is still kind of upside down sure. with the pandemic. And when you, and by that, I mean, entrepreneurs and governments and public monies and all these kinds of things really flipped because, not to get into politics, but when you think about small business being the engine of America and you, when you think about 70% of businesses in the U S are, you know, sole proprietor type, small mom and pop type shops. And these generally are people who see a problem, have passion and desire and just go for it. And what happened during this time, people that had moved all of their chips into the middle of the table, and then all of a sudden the rules changed in terms of retail and opportunity and government shutdown and all of these different things. And fortunately, I think the federal government responded and they made all of this money available and government kind of stepped in, which is really kind of a an odd way to think about the way that America has grown. Mm-hmm. And so you had this period of time between 19 and uh, around 2020, where a lot of small businesses were being sustained and supported by federal monies, which is weird when you think about it from a traditional sense. And I think that we're, there's a still a fair, plentiful amount of that, but we're getting to the back end of that. And that's kind of getting right-sized. And so, I think that as those opportunities came available, we started talking about businesses, particularly the restaurants, going from dine-in, because there was no dine-in, to carry out, take out, pick up, and outdoor dining, and all yeah. of these different kinds of things, which is, again, back to the spirit of people figure out how to sure. manage and run the business when the circumstances change. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that we've seen a lot of that. I think that that has kind of cycled through whether it was food and restaurant to uh, retail, uh, theater, when you think about what's happening to what's happened in, in a variety of these industries where there was this physical constraint that was somewhat external, where whether you wanted to have your doors open or not there was a force in in terms of mandates and restrictions that said you can't. And then as we've kind of cycled through that, the other piece of it that has been significant, I think that we're still seeing and experiencing is on the work side of it, the employment side. So now when you looked at the monies that businesses got, they also, the government looked at the individuals and there was monies direct to uh, individual workers that had an impact on some saying, hey, I can use this money to go and launch my own ventures and all these different kinds of things. And what that feels like now is if I'm looking to hire somebody, I can't necessarily find them as quickly or as easily as I used to be able to. And we're still cycling through some of that. So, and the preferences of workers have shifted. So the idea that remote work and working from home and all of these kinds of things, which was never part of the lexicon or the thinking. And now when you're looking at young people in the early parts of their career, finding themselves in what I would call the catbird seat in terms of trying to define what the world of work is going to look like for them is really an upside down set of things to think about.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I actually just had a conversation yesterday. So I, I went to my dentist, which is a family dentist of ours up in Oakland. So we 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 go up there and, you know, my fiance is Greek. So if you know anything about the Greeks, it's one of those things that like once That's somebody fair. does something in the family, we, right. we all go to that. Everybody person, goes right? to, we all go to the that spot. Person, right? That's right. Um, but anyways, he was talking about um, it'd be his oldest son. Lives out in L.A. right now. And. He was. He's like, yeah. He's like, essentially, what it was. It was the. It was the dad talk about like, oh, he's getting ready to be cut off. I'm about to cut him off. The you know, take him <laughs> off the <laughs> payroll. Take him <laughs> off the payroll. And um, but the reality of it, he goes, but I don't know what I'm gonna do. He's like, because it sounds like he's gonna be quitting his job right now. And I was like, oh, why? you know why? I thought I really liked that job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He goes, he does. He's like, however, the company he works for is is I guess forcing or. Requiring. Requesting, requesting folks, however it be, right, that they come back into the office and work. Yeah. Which, hey, I get that, you know, because here's the reality of it. There's a there's a a balance between mm-hmm. ad, you know remote and in person working, and the quality of work you get between those two. However, his issue is is the office is in San Francisco. He lives in L. A. So it's only four hours, three four you hours. You know what I mean? Depends so you so have to relocate. You know yep. what I mean? And he's not going to relocate. Right. So he's going to end up you know, leaving that job or whatever. But I think that's going to end up happening in a lot of industries. Cause I said now, no matter what, you know, sometimes you can't put things back into the box, right? You can't, you can't put it back in there. There's always going to be a new remote work sector. Mm -hmm. It is just something we are aware of. Now we were actually talking about this morning before we got on here, you know, about the possibility of like a remote intern, even you know, from a social media aspect.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing is that as you look at this whole idea, now that this is a reality, You've got retail yeah. thinking about what is our remote opportunity to yep. continue to help move us forward. Yeah. And maybe that's some sort of social media person, um, business development person that resides somewhere else that's coming in and you know creating content and disseminating that, right. which is really interesting when you think about a business built on the idea that people are going to physically walk in and out of it and you know there's an exchange that happens
1: yeah i mean i think it, and, and aaron and i've talked about this numerous times like i here's the reality of it i'm not going to say that men's clothing will never go to an on, com, strictly 100 percent online situation it could decades from now <laughs> it's not in the near future uh you know there is no way that on that, that online shopping will take care of all men's clothing because men just aren't that way yeah and part of the reason why we are successful is because of the experience and mm-hmm. the knowledge and the and the yeah. things that happen inside the store. Now, does that mean that I don't think we can find ways to get that in a social media or an online presence? No, I think there yeah. are avenues for that. Um, but I, I always think there's still going to be a purpose for Absolutely. brick and mortar.
2: I agree 100%. And I think that when you look at some of the online retailers who are Giving men options to say, hey, here's an outfit head to toe, mm-hmm. and you could order from us. I think that there's a version of that that really is a hybrid of what re- traditional retail has been is that yeah. you? Get, people come in here because Aaron is a haberdasher.
1: Right. And, right? I mean, but that's, yeah, no, you're 100% right.
2: How, how often do you get a chance to say haberdasher? Come on. I know, I love it. Never, not very often. You can't anymore. zoom past the so haberdasher. I mean, I really <laughs>
1: feel like. You know, and 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 you know, I, I know we're just kind of chatting, but it's just it's just fun. It's what I enjoy doing is talking to other people and, and getting their things. But the satorialist, you know, you get yeah. to, you don't get to use that word either. We there, use you there you often. go. There uh, you go. Haberdashers are they're, they're very similar. Synonyms, if, if you would say it again, sartorialist. Sartorialist. Yeah, Sator-less. I don't know
2: what a sartorialist
0: is. I know what a haberdasher is. Just a person with style. So
1: Come so, on, yeah. you can't make it. That's like <laughs> yeah, a 12
0: word. Most, <laughs> word. most, like, oh, most people don't know word. what a haberdasher is either, Kevin.
1: Yeah, most people don't know what that is. Haberdashers used to be like
0: <laughs> that. Was the thing, oh, yeah. like and a thing, y- man.
1: You know what I mean? Like there used to be stores yeah. that like haberdashery. You know? What yes, I mean? Yes. they were. they were there. And you know what I mean? They were great. You know, there wasn't.
0: Yeah, in the the so the, in the late 1800s, little history lesson. Yeah, for you history guys. lesson time, Aaron. Uh, in the late 1800s, when haberdashers really became a thing, it was not just like a men's clothing store, which is what most people think of now. It was your men's clothing store where you went and you got your custom suit made because back then they didn't make mass quantities. Totally you got right. a suit anyways. You went and got your haircut and your shave, oh, and you sweet. went and you had a beer, like a drink, and then you played billiards, and it was like a thing. Like, you would go out for a whole day, and I there was, there was a, a shoe shine. Good.
2: Come on. So at the
0: Haberdasher, there would be, like, your I suit maker. Still.
2: We need that now. I know. There'd be <laughs> your
0: suit maker, your barber shop your bar your lo- local bar there'd be like a billiards in the middle of the whole thing there'd be a shoe shine guy there'd be a hat blocker like you'd you go me I can get
1: a rib by there I'm in so yeah, dude, <laughs> I, mean, I
2: think today's haberdashery we just replaced the billiards with pickleball. Pickleball. Ooh,
1: there you go. Pickle, that's the hottest new thing out there right, right now. Oh it's right God. now if you can invest in pickleball team, I think there it's you the go. to get into. I right? mean, you see all the pros doing it. So. so
2: look, you bring in pickleball, right? And you could have the younger crowd coming in, dominating old people, yeah. the boomers.
0: I had an owner who played pickleball. Like he was in, he was in like a championship team or whatever. At one of the dealerships I worked at. And I was like, what the fuck is
1: pickleball? I feel like there's this place in <laughs> Chicago. It's, it's a, and I can't think of the name of it. Ah. Uh, it's was it soho like a soho house or whatever yep, yep i feel like that is essentially a haberdasher minus yep. the clothing aspect, there you go right? yeah i agree yep because they're they're um there's one in chicago i have a a vendor of mine which is and you know fantastic guy i love the guy but he sometimes will take us over there you know uh, Kind of the spoilers or whatever to get us by stuff, you know. But um, <laughs> so next
2: time when you guys go up, just let me know. I'll be on the team.
1: You'll be you'll be you'll be part of the team. That's right? great because I do. I sometimes I'm I'm always open to take advisors with me. You know because it's nice to get feedback from what other what consumers like yeah. what my customers are thinking. Yeah. But anyways, he took us there and it was like you know like it, it was like a password situation, right? Like you oh, walk sweet. in, sweet yeah. like You walk in, secret and like a, a lady huh? there, and yeah. she's like. You know, I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) a handshake to get in and all that, that right? And I and so I said, you know, this the gentleman's name or whatever. She's like, oh, that's on the seventh floor. And I was like, sweet, okay. But she was like a hostess to allow you onto the elevator, right? Yeah,
2: wow. That's what we're talking about, right? right? So then
1: I hop in there, I go up to the seventh floor, and I open this door up, and then and I said, so I come to find out they have them throughout America. You know, they Mm -hmm. they so house, and. It opens up into this, like, I mean, it almost reminds me of this store here yep. with, like, the decor and the woodwork yep. and, you know, decadent. it. And then you opens and it's got this huge, gorgeous bar here, big dining room. You can see an open kitchen. And then they're like, oh, you know, you're away over here. And there's, like, yep. this, like, banquet room out here. On the roof, they had a swimming pool. Yeah, I mean, they, what? they had the whole bit, man. They had. So I sat and talked to him. It's uh, Aaron from Shop Bros. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, and, uh, so so we sit and talk. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, there's a lot of times I just work from here instead of the office. I was like, bro, I would really? never I leave here. I would, I would, I would never leave, no leave sure. here. I would, the office. <laughs> I would never leave here. So in, interesting. My son
2: spent uh, the summer in Chicago, and the company that he worked for, they did an event there. And he's shooting, texting me oh. pictures and all. It's an amazing, it's, 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 it's It really
1: amazing. is. It's like a step into history. Right. So you,
0: what you're telling me is that in February. Uh,
1: we might, because that's when it was last, it was a off. February show. And okay. I actually asked him last time I saw him, I said something, he's like, oh, I need to do that again. But yeah, he, you know, it was just like hors d'oeuvres and drinks yep. or whatever. We just had this little room and we sat there and hung out and. Um, but yeah, like if he doesn't put you on the list, you don't get in. You don't like, you know get I mean? in. Like you don't, you don't get in. But yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I sometimes will have the staff over. We'll just sit up up top. I'm like, what, bro? It's like, come on, man. Like, it was, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing. Hopefully, we can do it in February. We okay, go. all right. Um,
2: so now you guys are very kind to me, telling me that I'm a fashion dude. Yeah. But I am here because I need fashion tips, not because I am a man <laughs> of
0: style. You have style. Like, there's a big difference. So we've talked about this before. There's a big difference between being stylish and being fashionable, right? Okay. Okay. So being fashionable would be you follow whatever the current trend is. Okay. And you follow that to a T. Being stylish is, is being able to take aspects of whatever is fashionable and mix it with whatever we would classify as classic wear. Got it. So you're wearing a very nice crew neck sweater. You got a nice button down shirt. You got some twill chinos it looks like. And then you got the Hey dudes, and the Hey dudes, I would say is more of like the like the fashion gotcha. side of things. So you kind of mix and match a little bit of everything, and that's that's kind of what I classify as like a stylish person.
2: Sweet, I'm a Can stylish dude now. I mean, I, I never thought of myself as stylish. Oh, so,
1: I would I would great. say
0: yeah, I would say you're you so got, no, you've I, got and style. I,
1: I agree with that explanation, stylish yeah. and fashionable. And here is another tidbit I will put on there, and I don't. You know, I'm not trying to be ageist or anything of that nature. But sure, like That's okay, are, man,
2: you can beat up on the boomer.
1: But we're all getting yeah. So we have boomer, millennial. You know what I mean? We're all we're uh-huh. all getting, but we're getting to that point in time where um, being fashionable is probably not the best choice. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. here's the reality: if if you wanted to be ultra fashionable, you know.
0: You'd, you know, be, you'd be wearing, like, trash bags or some shit.
1: <laughs> we, we don't even know what it is, honestly, because yeah, we're about know. two years behind here. Big-ass
0: <laughs> asymmetrical jackets. Right? It's like, what is the, happening right that now? look like what from are you the 1980s, neon colors, you know?
1: but, but I just sometimes think that, that that is a big misconception, that people think that fashion, and they really do. They, they interchange those words incorrectly often. Yeah. Because you can be a stylish man and and look very good and very appropriate. Where if you were a fashionable person, it might just be awkward. Yeah. You know, where, yeah, yeah. where yeah. I'd be like, are you 18? You know so, what I mean? Right. Like, why, why are so it's you... like the
2: old dude wearing skinny jeans. Right. Like, why, yeah.
1: why are you wearing the skinny jeans? Yeah. Or why right. are you wearing, you know, like, whatever it is. You know, then there's sometimes there's a need for it. um, But I, I just sometimes, I, I think fashion is best left to the models yeah. and the younger people. Got right? It. <laughs> so
0: I say, I would say fashionable, like... Someone who is fashionable, um, I when I worked at Von Mar, they were like pretty big company. I mean, they're not huge, but they're they're pretty big. But they had like a group of buyers and they would come to the store and teach everybody like all the new products or whatever when the new line came in. And there was one lady who worked for them and she was a buyer. And she had on like a black pencil skirt suit with the white shirt, the collar hanging out. Big black round glasses and like the black, like straight fringe bangs, like very oh, Edna yeah. mode. And to me, I'm like, that's like really fashionable because she's in all black. You know what I mean? That's sure. right. when I think of like fashionable, I think of like Devil Wears Prada, which is by is a great movie, by the way. I mean, <laughs> great amazing. movie, by, yeah, by the dude. way, guys. Great. If you even watched that, but like that's fashionable <laughs> to me, like someone who's in like. All black and like stays really up on the trends and stuff like that. So so,
2: so we talked about style and we talked about fashion. What yeah. how does where does trendy fall in that discussion?
1: So I, I personally think that so as you said, style and fashion, two different like genres of things. I think trends tend to fall into fashions. Yeah. Okay. So trends yeah. will become a fashion. You yeah. know, like you'll see um It's it's the
0: Crocs thing. Like everybody started like People started wearing Crocs every once in a while because they were super comfortable, right. and then exactly. it became trendy. And now it's like right art now, and folks are wearing one. slippers out there. Yeah, flip flops.
1: <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I mean, I think they're straight up wearing like yeah, slippers, shoes. slippers, yeah. slippers. Straight straight up, I agree. I, agree. Slippers out I, there. Yeah.
2: I, I saw this guy like, that what? super professional business Crazy. guy, guy that I respect a lot. If I mention his name, local people would know like, him. Like, oh
1: yeah, this guy, yeah.
2: I'm, I look down in his footwear and I'm like, are those slippers? And I, I didn't want to ask him, but I'm looking at him. I'm like, I got a pair of those at home. Right? Like, I wear those and let the dog out. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, I, I sometimes. Um, I don't always agree with certain trends. Yeah. Um, so I have a
2: question. So, yes. what's the. Is it. Wh- where would this fall? Like, the seasonal color is that fashion is it trend is it style what's what's the color of the year is it purple is it green i see a lot of people doing interviews now wearing like green like
0: holiday green yeah right is that that's it yeah yeah go ahead no uh that's a good question like is is i think that the the color like following the seasonal trends as far as colors are concerned that would be along the lines of like fashion Mm -hmm. okay but how you pair it would be be what I would classify as like style. Got it. Right. You know what I mean? And saying? I
1: almost would even say that <sighs> colors can almost be a trend as well. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Where because they're gonna change often. Yep. Style sometimes it it, it might not ever change. Like it'll right. it tweaks. But Got it. fashions I think is trends change really quickly, fashion changes second quickly and then and then style after that. But I agree with the green, the dark green, uh, dark red we saw a lot and then what um mauve. Mauve. mauve mauve
0: and mustard yellow yeah those were yeah, the, those the mustard the yellow is time for that to
2: move on hey, you're <laughs> over it huh you
0: don't like the mustard yellow uh, i like don't so.
2: know i don't know that it highlights my skin tone <laughs> 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 so that actually brings
1: See? me to a funny uh not a funny question but just a, a, i guess a question that we like to ask everybody we we discuss it quite frequently um, so if you have a, a, it could be a big event or just Ordinary day of getting dressed, and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to try to, you know, look look Bump it up today. a little bit, you know, bit. whatever it is. Do you have a uh, an area like a, a category of clothing? So for me, it's shoes a lot of times um, that you start with, that you build off of your outfits. That you know, do you build your outfits yourself, or do you have, you know, or are, are you, you know, I have some folks that you know they have other folks that build their outfits for them and is so, told to wear.
2: <laughs> so I am. Um... One of those people where stuff just shows up in my closet. That's
1: great. Right.
2: (laughs) But when I am, so I, shoes are my thing. Okay. Right. So my outfit, I guess, if I put something together is I usually start with what I'm going to have on my footwear. Yep. And so I've got, so I'm wearing the Hey Dudes today. I've got some Ugg boots. I've got, you know, just the burnished brown, you know, standard, yep. you know, dress shoe. I got a black. I've got some gray. I've got some of the white
1: soles. Oh, yeah.
2: Right. And so I guess if I'm following trends and style, it's kind of driven by footwear. By footwear. Yep. And then I think that my own personal brand is kind of what I call Kev Casual.
0: Oh. Right. Yeah. There you go. So no, I, like I I, I yeah. tend
2: to want to be more casual, and um, where when necessary, you know, I, I you know I have to wear suits and things like that. But that's usually just I, you know out of the occasion. I have
1: to ask, and, I, and and so I'm curious. Like, would you consider this casual today, or would you consider this? And the reason why I say that is because the definition of casual. Has has moved across the scale, right? Yeah, We've talked about yeah. this. So I'm curious where, because sometimes and and sometimes it is age demographics. Yep. Where where when you say casual, you think of truly casual, and then if I said casual to an 18 year old, it yeah, might be pajamas. So right? th-
2: this yeah. is what I think of as my workday casual. Yeah. If I were, if you saw me on the weekend, um, I probably wouldn't have the collared shirt on. Sure. I might have just the the sweater, or maybe a just uh, a t shirt or something on, but it w- I, I don't think it would str- it strays very far. It's not a the range isn't big. I'm not going to be like in you're the baggy sleeveless, jeans, sleeveless yeah. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I mean I hang with you know college students and teenagers. I I can't pull that off next to them anymore.
1: Uh, so I would say that's more of a traditional casual by yeah. definition, more yeah. of a traditional where, yeah. where we. You know, we had a what was the episode? Well, I can't remember what that episode was called. It was
0: Style Rules, I think, or Style something Rules like that. or yeah.
1: or something of like what's business casual? Yeah. What's you know what I mean? What are all these categories? Because it, it's been redefined. Yeah, it's it's definitely been changed. You know, yeah. Um you well, know. the
2: other thing, and and to that point, like y- you guys have the the sweater with the tie and the and the shirt. Yeah. I I would think of that as kind of a more of a dressy yeah. the dressy side of the casual
1: look. Yeah. Right, exactly.
2: That is a look that I I could I could rock that.
1: And and be happy in it, right? Yeah, I would think.
0: say that's more like again, like you said though, like the spectrum of what's casual mm-hmm. on the on the big scale of, you know, pajamas, tuxedo has kind of it shifts it's yeah. shifted. for everybody. <clears throat> it shifted for sure. Yeah. Well, and and, I and, think, and
1: your perception, like what you're yeah. what yeah. you've been exposed to yeah. also yeah. So,
2: so when you think of the dress, you know, the finished look as a jacket of some type, right? Mm-hmm. The step down of that would be something, maybe a sweater sure. with a tie, Yep. right? I, I think a sweater and a tie is synonymous with a jacket and an open-collared shirt.
1: Yeah, I think they're about the same level. I think right? they're in the same Yeah, level.
0: I would agree with that. Like, I would classify that more as, like, business casual almost. Yeah, it's yeah. business casual look to me. Which is funny because I'm on a bunch of, like... Facebook groups and whatever it's like all like dapper and a casual age or whatever. And they're like, check out my business casual outfit. And they're wearing like a nice jacket, nice shirt, no tie, but then they have jeans on. I'm like, that's not business casual. It's not.
2: So you don't think the jeans work in the business casual environment? No, jeans
0: are not technically business casual. Business casual is actually technically defined as a jacket and a shirt and a pair of off pants with no tie, Got that's it. what it's classified as. So it's
2: more of a sport coat
0: kind of <laughs> yeah. thought. Sport coat and jeans. It, it's casual. I mean, I would yeah. say it's casual. And, and, I wouldn't and say. the reality
1: of it is, is it is a huge misconception, and it has been a hard and fast rule. Like, you know, so we we just talked about uh, the how this thing shifts. But if there was a line and you drew it in the sand, denim is not ever business anything. It is always casual.
0: Period. Yeah. Yep.
1: Casual or lower. Now, I, you know, we've had people disagree with this. We've had, you know, we've had employers disagree, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yep, yep. But from a strictly style and fashion point of view, denim cannot be business anything yeah. interesting
0: that's interesting it, does, it is
1: just not qualified and just.
0: i realize this is 2022 sure. 1922 whatever i get it so i get it but it's just
1: you know you gotta have you gotta have some sort of parameters <laughs> so this is great
2: education <clears throat> for me so let me ask you this so as you guys so you guys know this stuff you live this sure. when you think about crossing demographics psychographics and all these different things. Do you see that what is casual in one sector is might be different, or do, do these things kind of go universally across age and race and all these things?
1: Um, I I would say we do see it be sectored out by by different um, demographics if it's eco absolutely or 100%. social economics or cultures and all that stuff. <laughs> However, like I I still think and. I think the reality of it is if we took that scale and we really set the rules down, there's just certain rules that it, it's just how it they're is. universal. It's just these are universal rules. Okay. However, you know, let's, let's be really just transparent about it. In a lower income situation, right, mm-hmm. that person's level of dress, like when they're dressed up compared to when they're not dressed up. So when they call it, hey, I'm dressed up. Yep. The likeliness of it is is probably just casual or smart casual. Got like it. What, Got you know, it. what we would classify on the scale.
2: Got you know? it. Yeah.
1: You know, now that does not mean it's unacceptable for the event they're going to. So there would be weddings in those demographics that that would be perfectly fine attire to wear to that event. Yeah. Yep. Where if you're in a higher social economic thing, right, the, you know, the, the one percenters, and you were to show up to a wedding in denim or,
0: Shredded jeans and a button up, or any, or yeah,
1: anything of that nature, or or even a khaki. Wait a minute, you guys are blowing my high, man. You wouldn't, you would not, you would be looked at as you didn't belong. Um, you're
2: blowing my high because when I become part of the one (laughs) percent, I feel like I can just get away with wearing anything I want. You know what? I actually had to take that back. Actually, I heard that phrase the other
1: day. I heard that phrase the other day. I was, it was in a TV show or something. It was like, why? how am I going to explain what I'm wearing? It's like yeah. rich, rich people don't explain yeah, what they're I mean, well, that wearing. And it's 100% true. Yeah, when I become
2: it. a billionaire, it I'm just going to be, I don't yeah. care what you think about what I'm wearing. At, at that point on. in time, it
1: doesn't matter. Maybe I should take it back off the 1% or 15%. Just the normal rich folks. Just um, the normal rich folks. The 2%ers. Yeah, just the normal rich folks. But you know what I mean? I, I say that, I really think that is how it works because I think Aaron and I both kind of grew up with, you know, similar but different backgrounds. He, you know, kind of grew up down here in Peoria, urban area, but not, not really yep. high social class, and, and I in a rural area. Yeah. Not really. And so when we went to special events, including funerals and things like that, like, it was common to see people wearing yeah shorts or yeah. tees or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but as I said, as you get into different classes, like... Yeah. Well,
2: and I think that you know, some of the other norms around fashion have really been kind of disrupted. So, for example like and and kind of going back to your point of people socioeconomic classes people traditionally had the idea of the Sunday go to meeting clothes sure right yeah oh yeah. yeah and so when you saw people getting you know the Sunday best and all of the things around that and i think that there's probably a larger dis, uh variance in terms of what i you know would normally wear or when i'm going to get gussied up sure but even today, like my kids have grown up with just sometimes wearing shorts to church. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Which and I if, mean to and my to if, my my mother just oh, that kills her.
1: Just, like right. you they're what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're wearing what? <laughs> but you know, and, and as you said though, things times they do change. Now, the reality of it, in my opinion, it doesn't change the category of the attire they're wearing. What has changed is what people deem appropriate to wear to yep. those
0: events. Yep,
1: absolutely. So it used to be business formal was appropriate. Well, now yeah. it's business casual. Maybe it used to be business casual was appropriate. Yeah. Now it is casual, smart casual, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I don't think the definitions of those words have changed. I just think what people are willing to accept has changed. I, so, You know, the church in particular. Yeah. So I, little known fact, I do have a philosophy and religious minor <laughs> And oh, sweet. I don't ever use it for anything, by the way. It was just I have you it. walk past, hey that guy's a blah blah blah. But
2: until by his walk.
1: We, we saw that, you know, <laughs> the 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 attendance to church has yeah. declined. Yeah. So it's just like any I think gets, it's because
2: they required everybody to wear suits.
1: And it could be, but but it's one way to get people back, right?
2: Yeah, and that's you and that,
1: lower it's just like anything else it's we yeah. talked about in business interview. You lower the yeah. barriers to yep. get into a situation. Yep. So maybe someone wants to go to church or maybe someone wants to go to an entrepreneur but they don't yep. have the appropriate yep. clothing, school set whatever it is. We lower that barrier and we let yep. them in there. Now, it, which is going to lead me to my question, which is really you know, obviously we'll see it sometimes where once you get in, then they can right. change, the, like, hey, change the bar, well, right? you know,
2: if you're going to be one of us... If you're you in, to,
1: uh... Uh, you know, we wear uh, jackets. So you I, know, I'll hear it, you know. I'll tell you. So when
2: I got out of college, I was I worked in investment banking. And so um, it was a New York firm. We're, you know, we're in the Chicago office. And so there was this debate all the time. And this is, you know, back in the last millennium, right? <laughs> and this
0: guy... The late, very, the late 1900s. The
2: late, right, <laughs> the late 1900s, right? This guy's very formal, right? And he would come in, and he's he wearing suits every day. And he would come around the office, and he'd kind of check everybody out, and what were you wearing? And this one guy, he, he goes up to this guy, and he says, I'll never forget this, I'm like 20 years old or 22 or whatever, just fresh out of college. And he said, you're wearing a brown suit. <laughs> and that was like unheard of it was black and navy blue and it wasn't even black it was gray yeah. and navy blue and there were only a few variations of gray you right. know if they got right. too light and maybe it was in the summertime it was yeah, acceptable yeah. there are all these rules so this guy's wearing a brown suit and the guy's really going in on him about wearing his brown suit and he looks up at the guy and he says ronald reagan wears brown suits and that was the end of the that discussion. Was it, I was going to ask, was it Brock? Was it, no. was it? Were you Were you working in an investment firm
1: with Brock? <laughs> that was the end of the discussion. He said,
2: Ronald Reagan wears brown suits. If the president can wear brown suits, I can, I can, can wear brown suits.
1: Which, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, but don't wear a brown suit if you're Brock. you will get yeah. roasted. you yeah. <laughs> will yeah. get right, straight
2: right. roasted. But but the idea of, you know, it wasn't just the suit. Right. It was what color it was, it was and it, all it, of yeah. these things. It,
1: what the norm was and what people expected and then as i said it's changed now it doesn't change what the classification is just changing that um you know with the bars being you know moving and changing it and and kind of circles back in here for kind of a finish this thing up here a little bit um we saw a boom in the last couple years in, in entrepreneurship we talked about that a little bit earlier and and some of the money is kind of balancing itself out and stuff now I guess the other question would be is, I mean, are these new entrepreneurs, are they sticking it out or are we seeing them kind of go back into the workforce? What do, what do we, what does it look like the trends are going to be in that? Work?
2: Yeah. So I think on balance, um, when you start to talk about entrepreneurs, the the numbers over the long period of time are pretty consistent, right? One in 20. Okay. Right. Make it when you start to look at the one year, the two year survival, the five year survival, those numbers are pretty consistent. Sure. And so I think that what we're seeing is that people get into it and it is that test of fortitude. Right. I came into it. And I thought I had everything I needed. I got punched in the gut. <laughs> and now I got to figure out what do I do next, sure. right? Are you going to get back up or are you right? just going to lay there? Am yeah. I going to get back up? I mean, I need more money. I need more people. I need more expertise. Sure. And I think that that's where we're seeing the there's, – there's always a shakeout, yeah. right? Even when people are really good and times are great. There's a shakeout. Sure. And I start and we're starting to see some of the people cycle through that. So think about a lot of this where we're on the beginning of this trend, right? And so when you look at monies being deployed um through this upside down concept that we talked about through governments and mm-hmm. other opportunities in twenty twenty largely. Yeah. And now we're into twenty twenty two and now you're starting to begin to get a feel for what is that two-year survival rate. Right. And we're starting to see that those survival rates look and feel a lot like they looked and felt like they always prior have. to the pandemic. And so I think the, the one of the, the things that I think is encouraging and um, w- the space that I work in is being able to help those people who are f- – got trouble in front of them issues that they're trying to cycle through right now is connecting them up, sure, right? Of course. Being stronger together mm-hmm. is the, should be the mantra of entrepreneurship. And so when businesses consolidate, when businesses um, and, and the, the cyclical nature of the economy is that as we look at, there is a cycle, right? And so we go through these boom times. And I think that we can all argue that the boom has probably passed. And then we start to see that, you know, coming down on the other side of that hill, which was aided and supported through the federal government and monies through the Mm -hmm. pandemic. And I don't know whether we're in the trough and we're starting to turn back up or if the trend is going to continue down. But this is the place where decisions have to be made. And in this area, you start to see... You know, what I call the life cycle of the business. This could be death or it could be transition, right? right. What does the new iteration of us look like? Is it going to be um, us consolidating? Is it going to be companies acquiring, right? And so when you look at businesses ha- that all, lots of names that we all know have morphed, right? Sure. And so if you look, going to the financial sector where You know, you get the names that, you know, used to be independent and now they're together. And that's part of the cycle. And it is the the test of the metal of the entrepreneur as to whether or not they're willing to adapt and morph into some new iteration for the times because the the breakup, the split, the split up, the acquisition all of those are part of the survival mode of business and I think that we're trying to figure that out now and we're yep. we're looking at that now. Of course. You're way smarter than I am. I know that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm any smarter than anybody else. I've just been in this space long enough to see and recognize and revisit a lot of these trends that come and go. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, well, and you know, the reality of it is is, you know, you and I have talked off air um you know, the old phrase of the only thing that changes or the only thing that's constant is change. And yep. it's true. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we've been here a little over a year at this location, you know, been yep. on six years at the other location. Great. Congrats. Um, thank you. But it, it started out as X and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I just, I had a meeting the other day with Bradley. I had a senior project that I worked with and, um, you know, they, they said, oh, well, this, you know, uh, formal wear is is trending downward. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, it's interesting you say that. And I'm not obviously disagreeing with them because overall on on a whole concept, sure, it did. It definitely took a dip, definitely in the last couple of years. However, when I opened my, my first store up for the first year and a half, two years, we didn't offer formal wear. We didn't do suits, tuxedos. We didn't do it. We had a handful of sports jackets. The majority of our stuff was very just casual. It was denim. It was twill. It was... Um, sports shirts, things like that. Obviously, we had some ties, but like in my area, the demographic up there, they they didn't require yep. that that attire. Um, they kind of forced me into it, though. Yeah. Up there, yeah. they they're like, yep. "Hey, I wish you carried." This. As things change hey, and the demands, this. right? And and so we did. We started carrying, and it was a great decision. You know, mind you, I, I make the the point. It was a great decision to start carrying tuxedo and a rental program and all that stuff. We And we do a lot of business and we've become like a go-to spot with that. Um, but it was interesting because the market trends are saying that tuxedo rentals and all that stuff mm-hmm. is, is going down. Um, however, I don't know that those numbers are always true.
2: And that's where – that's the difference in who survives and who doesn't, right? So there are national trends, there mm-hmm. are – and then there is local trends – And then there is our reality. Right. And what you're speaking to now is that you're like, hey, I've got, you know, went out and I availed myself of these resources and they're telling me things that my personal experience has guided me in different directions. Right. And that's the difference in who stays and say, well, what I'm being told is this and all of the data suggests this, but my gut and our experience says something else. Right. And that's life and death. And and if you're going to, you know, not to, you know, use war analogies because nobody's going to die over a a bow tie, but you make a decision and you say, despite these, this data, we're going to do this because this is what has worked. Right and you live and die with that.
1: And exactly and I I think that's exactly where it ends up being is that to to that point exactly is is you know our personal experiences obviously mm-hmm. lend to it and, and our expertise yeah. in that. You know, and sometimes just like a in the stock market or something it, yep. it's it's okay to be bullish when everybody else isn't. You know what I right.
2: mean? Um if you've got the bullets to stay. Right. right. And you that's got, that's the have staying power, and
1: and sometimes it <laughs> Sometimes it's the bullets, and sometimes it's the at least the appearance that you right. have the bullets, right? That's right. And, and the gut to long enough to with, withstand the storm. Like how much pain are you willing mm-hmm. to go through to get where you want to?
2: And so the question that I would have for you, so when you look at the report that you just recently got. Yep. Very credible source. Yep. Right? Very thorough. Seven years ago, if you were doing this as a startup venture in your first store, and they said, here's where the trends are. Sure your perspective on what you should do might be very different.
1: It 100% would have been. Right. Because first of all, I was in the same belief that they are currently in, that the data that they would have presented me would have just reassured. It would have been, um, you know, confirmation bias, right? Like I believe that people aren't wearing suits. I believe that people don't want tuxedos. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have caused me to go down the path where Mm -hmm. I didn't get those items. That's right. However, when you get to the market and someone's willing to give you money for things, and you, right. you Go, how much does it cost me to get those things? And it, and it really kind of comes down to the thing. You, nobody's gonna live or die over a bow tie, and I love that line. I don't know. We yeah, there might depends be some, on the bride. It might it might be no kidding. That's <laughs> right. We've had some situations where I feel like it could have been, but um, when it comes to the life or death of a business, and if you're the if you're the the guy behind the story, the guy behind the scenes, as mm-hmm. I am. And you have to make a decision on on which route do we go here. You know, and the data is saying this. This is what the data saying. But, you know, what has gotten me to where I'm at right now is what I know, feel, and see, and and and, and, and can go with. If I'm going to live or die, yep. am I going to live or die because of what you or your data says or because of what I feel? And the reality of it is is I have to take that information in and I have mm-hmm. to, to use it as I will. But I still have to be able to know that at the right. end of the day I made the choice that I thought was right. That's right. Because if I just said, Well, we're gonna do this and I kind of half-heartedly do it, right? Odds are you're gonna die.
2: In business, you can't straddle. Right. You tend you're not to be able out. to straddle. You're in or you're out, you're dry or you're wet, right? You're committed or you're not, and you're not always right initially. Right. But you you have to figure out ways to do what I call small experiments. When you get into that area where like, I'm not sure, you have to make some investments, but ultimately I think that what you're saying and what I know to be true, you talk to your customers, you you try some things, you get feedback, and then you adapt to what the real on the ground feedback says right if a bunch of boomers all of a sudden walk in here and we want like Timberland boots yeah <laughs> you got to start figure out a way to get some in get here if that's in. who if that's, if that's you, what what's on right. the ground telling you and that's forward thinking but it's also happening right now sure and people that are able to adapt and pivot and pro- and it, what it really is is about do you have a mechanism to gain feedback and process information yeah. quickly enough?
1: It actually brings me to a and thing, and I, Aaron, I kind of want to bring you back in here because you've dealt with this a lot down here. Turtlenecks.
2: Oh, <laughs> I love a good turtleneck, man! <laughs> Come on, that's Boomer Central.
1: My he is—he's straight my walking ear. out on my that. Ear. Drop the microphone,
0: uh, Boomer
2: Central, out, man.
1: He's throwing it up. Look, it's not,
0: hey, Here's the thing, real quick. It's not boomers. It's Ooh. not. It's really not boomers. It's not. Who it's, is it? It's it's what, what the demographic they? of like eighteen to like early mid 30s Your kids
1: Get out letter of here! Are the, what are, what letter are they? The Z's? Gen the Z's, Zers. You know. right? the Gen G's. Zers. Yeah. So the Gen Zers. But here's the reality, and 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 so Aaron's actually dealt with this a lot over the last year here, where where people have come in asking for. Usually a black Is it neck. the Is no. it the
2: mock or the true straight-up turtleneck? They neck. just want a
0: turtleneck. I, I don't even don't know if they, they know they what would, a mock probably don't is, know. and
1: I don't mean that in a derogatory way. No, yeah, sure, I don't think they sure. know what it is. Yeah. I think a mock would probably suffice for a lot of them, but... Um, But it was a highly requested item, right? Really? It was ridiculous the number of people that were requesting it. We
0: still get it. We still get it
2: all the time. When when I leave here today, I'm going to go and get some feedback from some 20-year-olds around the turtleneck.
1: But here's the reality of it. So Aaron kind of finally started to go into the next step because he's like, fine. Because he kept, hey, man, they're asking for turtlenecks. Hey, man, they're asking for – I'm like, bro, I don't – I don't have a turtleneck, man. I don't got a turtleneck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, mean, man, I don't have a guy. I don't have that guy. Which, you know, luckily enough, we did find a person that, hey, we, we, yeah, we have turtlenecks. What do you need? I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. Hold. Don't right, send them. Right. Hold. Don't, don't send, send them. yet. <laughs> let me know what you have. And so they tell me, and then, you know, we get a price point. I pass that information back down the line. Mm-hmm. And this is how I think, as you said, you have to test things yep. out on a small thing. You know, I didn't dive into turtleneck. Lord. I didn't get to fill the store with turtlenecks. I said, "Hey, and I, I, I can get you a turtleneck." And he goes, "Oh, okay." I said, "Retail is going to be, you know, one forty nine for a turtleneck." Get out of here! <laughs> Do you still want a turtleneck? Do you still want a turtleneck?
0: Like the wool? Yeah, they, I mean, they're they're merino they're, they're they're, wool. They're, they're nice. But they're here's very here's the
1: reality nice. of it: is you know, we have some moderately priced things. Like, I've ne- we've never been a, a price first type of sure. Now, yeah, no, sure. We're not trying to get the highest priced item. Like right. we're not the most expensive people out there by any right. means. But we do care about quality and we do care about wearability and things like that so when you do that and you have to you have we, I have to pay for a certain quality Sure, absolutely you know yeah. and so then once I pay for it then you know the the, the, the bill goes up right yeah. and
2: and you don't want your the stuff in here to be at the big box store right, right. It down the it street it doesn't, right? yeah it doesn't make yeah. sense
1: to have that there's no reason to offer those things there now big box stores obviously aren't offering turtlenecks. Right?
0: Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently
1: not. You know, so then you're like, well, do we want to do it? Is there a big enough demand or cry for these turtlenecks? Well, there's not.
2: You guys can corner the market on the <laughs> turtleneck, man.
0: Come on. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think it was 125 because they I were don't the standard. Yeah, yeah, I just show. picked a random yeah, number. They were 125. So basically, what I started doing was people would come in and they go, uh, "Can I get a turtleneck? I, I need a turtleneck. I want to." When do you need it? Cool. Or when cool. do you need cool. it by? We can order one for you. When do you need it by? Oh, I do I don't need it for in two weeks. Oh, I should beautiful. be able. It's I should perfect. be able to We that. have time. Beautiful. Cool. How much is it? One twenty-five. What? Right. And that's a response from everybody. What? I'm like, it's a merino wool. It's very high quality. Really, right. really nice. Well, I just want to wear it for the one night. What's yeah. the event?
1: And that's the thing. Is exactly. That, and yeah. I, you know, so the reality of it is, is obviously there is, you know, and I and I we talk about this influencer stuff, and for me, I use NBA fashion a lot. Like I'm, a, I'm an yeah. NBA guy. Okay. I Love NBA. Okay. Um which has actually helped me a lot in this business because I, I tend to make a lot of decisions based off of what I see. Got it. Now, it, it takes years to get to us sometimes, yep. but it is what it is. There are certain athletes now. Some of them are wearing these ridiculous, like, <laughs> huge full-size sweaters and turtlenecks next thing. So I don't know if it's coming from that market, like that – That influence or where it's coming from? But obviously there's somebody that's doing it. It's influencing a certain look. There's a certain look.
0: So we're in Illinois. We're in the Midwest, like central Illinois, right? Which is the heart of fashion. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Fashion capital of
0: (laughs) Of, of the the world. Yeah. 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 Of maybe central Illinois. (laughs) Um, So a few years ago, I would say probably 2017, there were a ton of NBA uh, players who are wearing, like, you know, they, they're required when they're traveling. They have to wear, right. have to wear a jacket. Yep. yep. At least. Yep. Um, and so, like, in 2017, 2018, it became really popular to, to throw on a nice turtleneck, nice turtleneck with coat a coat suit. The and yep. they have the chain and stuff hanging out. Yep. It's very cool. Yeah. And like the the walk from the bus to yep. the locker room, that was their that runway of the century.
1: Right. And it was. And they it, it, it's yep. the red carpet runway. Yep. The, the, yep. You know, and, and you and you think of the the you, you made the reference, but like Dwayne the Rock Johnson yep. has a famous yeah. picture yep. of the black turtleneck yeah. yep. in the, So I know where the look is, but as you said, it's probably three years old. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Now yeah. that is our timeline for things a lot of times. You know, it it got it. Milan, yep. New York, LA. Peoria, Chicago, yeah, it takes time to get to yeah. it doesn't happen instantly, it takes right. years to get to us, right, now it has gotten, it's changed a little bit with, with social media yeah, right, yeah, and that. yeah. but the reality of it is, yeah, these influencers, in, and I, so I think that's what cool. it is, though, I mean, it's a cool, and yeah. I don't hate the look, I like the mock look better, so, and I'm sure you recall back racks, oh yeah, I know and yeah. I've, they I used to have that look. I used to have a yeah. black turtle it was a black mock neck. Hey yep. man,
2: I got the real I got the, I wore a the suit the full the... on and the mock. Oh.
0: Just in case, right? You got it the vi- you got the vintage uh do you still have the vintage back racks?
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I still oh yeah. you still have some. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still got a, a forty six long in the hanging <laughs> on the, car,
1: just in hanging the closet. Just hanging out there just waiting. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but I mean, so the reality of it is, is, we've seen these looks before. So I get where these kids are coming up with. Is it it's just yeah. sometimes you're you're well, caught off guard, like?
2: And Wah. from a practical standpoint, when you think about a young person, right, who needs to dress up, mm-hmm. they may not necessarily want to wear a tie, right but yeah. you could throw on a mock and a jacket. And I think that's the reality. And put some jewelry on top of it if you really mm-hmm. want to dress it. Yeah. And and it's quick and you can go to, you know, some luncheon. Right. You go to a nice and, function and, and then you can whip the jacket off and be out, out at the club, you know, and right. not looking like, you know, some creepy right. old dude. Like,
1: oh, why are you wearing that uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? You know? Well No, I understood agree. No, I, I get where they're going at with it. It's just it is peculiar to the age demographic that's asking for it because they aren't understanding the, the what it takes to make that product.
2: And and, and I'm gonna tell you something and you guys, I think are onto something with this because I think that we all, there was just fashion discussion and going to places and you just learned about how to put things together and sure. tying a tie. All that stuff was just readily consumable. Now everybody can go to YouTube and, you know, yeah. all these things. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that there is an element that is missing in terms of what young people are consuming So, for example, my 20-year-old son this past weekend called me and and he said, hey, Dad, I'm going to a formal. I've got a black, you know, suit that I'm wearing. I need a black tie. And I'm like, uh, if you're wearing, what, what color is the shirt? He's like, I'm wearing a white shirt. I said, well, you can wear any color tie you want. Yeah. And so we started having this discussion. It's like, "No, it's got to be black," and and I'm like, "Where did you grow up at?" Because I am like the coolest fashion dude in the world. <laughs>
1: like I did not teach you this.
2: And <laughs> you're telling me that your perception is that it's got to be black on black because. And and his older brother chimes in like, "No, you could wear a red. You could wear all these different things. Right, all these things." And it's. It would just was one of those moments where I was like, wow. I mean, maybe
0: there's a missing element to trying to. How old is he? He's 20. He's 20. Yeah. So that's interesting. Here's why Gavin, who works here, when he first started working here, like the day he started working here, he's like, I, I want a black suit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Are you going to a funeral? I was like, A black suit? He's like, Yeah. I was like, Why? He's like, Oh, because I, w- I want a black suit. And I'm like, Okay. Okay. And he wanted a black suit with a white shirt and a black tie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you do? I'm confused. Somebody died? I'm lost. Right. And he shows me this picture, and it's Tom Holland okay. in a black suit with a white shirt and a black tie. Whoever that is. He's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I Spider-Man. know that. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, "Oh, <laughs> huh. Yeah. Okay. So, again, it goes back to what yep. we talked about earlier, fashions and trends. Yep. yep. And how people follow them. I and you and you are the type of person that like doesn't matter what event I'm going to. I'm not wearing a black suit. No, I'm not funeral. wearing a black tie. A funeral, yeah. formal, even even a right. funeral though. The even last you're funeral I went to, wearing a black. I'm right, not
1: wearing. But a black tie event, yeah. I will yeah. wear. You know, black what last tie gotcha.
0: event, last funeral I went to, I wore like a charcoal suit.
1: Right, which is very is with acceptable. a bow
0: tie. No, I didn't wear a bow tie. <laughs> I I did wear a tie with flamingos Bro, you on it. Yeah. yeah, I wore a turtle Yeah, I wore a turtle <laughs> But like, like you know, he you sees he <laughs> sees this 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 you know influential dude. Yeah, right. and
1: I mean, I I even yeah. I even say it even like the John Wick character because yeah. we get yep. a lot of the yep. kids that want the black yep. shirt, the black. I mean, the whole yep. black everything. Yeah,
0: black, yeah, everything.
1: And so you see these um, pop culture. Yeah. Influential people that, yeah. that they do influences, which actually leads me to um, my a question and, and probably our, our wrap up question here. Yeah. I know it's getting that time of day. Um, Aaron and I have also t- often talked about this and I, I think if I'm not corrected, it is uh, Fred Astaire would be. Yes. His like fashion icon, if you will. You know, and I, I will bounce. You got the
2: Fred Astaire moves too? I uh, used to.
0: Not anymore. <laughs> I got bad knees now, man.
1: So... Uh, <laughs> And I have, you know, I said, uh, there's a lot of NBA guys that I'll follow or a lot of different, you know, fashion guys, music guys. So my question to you is, do you have any, um, you know, just like that exact thing, you know, so these young kids are Tom Holland. Do you have anybody that you look to as like that dude was a fashionable dude? Like that, so, that was your guy.
2: So, yeah, I guess. I mean, um, I would say L.O. Yeah. Kujay. Yeah. He has a brand. Okay. Yeah. Right. And oh. when you see him, he is consistent. With how he looks, and it's been timeless, in my opinion, right? And so, you know, you see him in as kind of a casual brand Mm -hmm. mostly, um, and then you'll occasionally see him even when he's doing or steps into a role where it's a lot more formal, yeah. It appears to be consistent with when you perceive of him, yeah, right? And his image has morphed. Over the years, you know, but I think that there's there is a consistency to his look that. And again, I'm I've been attracted to something of that because it's a more casual look as as a matter of course. And that's not to say you don't dress up and you don't go outside of that. But when you do, it also fits into what the larger look and feel
0: of it is 100 percent. Never in my wildest dreams would I ever consider Kala Cool J and Fred Astaire both stylish on the same level.
1: It's an interesting thing <laughs> to put them on the thing, but but, I, but I, they are. I mean, they it's that it's
0: consistency. It's that yeah. brand. They have thing. a very consistent brand. Yep. Like
1: the 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 fact of it is, and and my last point, and then I'll let you guys finish up. But it's figuring out what your style is, yep. your brand, absolutely, yep, you will, absolutely. And owning it, and yep. then being true through that. You know, we I have a essentially a store brand here. It's called Mm -hmm. easy by that guy's collection, which is essentially me. It's easy, you know, but I have a certain look. People can almost predict what I'm going to wear. Aaron knows what I'm going to wear. Almost every week I show up. He's like, Oh, this week, he'll wear a suit this week. You know, he knows, he knows what I'm going to wear. I'm very predictable on what I'm going to wear.
2: And, and I think that that is critical. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that you probably are experiencing this is that, consistency of brand is really the, what I would call the largest success factor.
1: Sure.
2: You, if I can go there and I can count on them having what I am looking for and need, because I know this is who they are and what they carry. Yep. And it's going to be there. That's one of the most critical uh, factors. So yep. um, just to kind of put a fine point on that. There's a local food store near where I live. It's the closest place to me. I almost never go there hmm. because I consistently can't find the, food you want. the things that I'm looking for.
1: That's true. Interesting. People go. People go where they can find the things, yep. and where I they can count on. And I also think they will make whatever time you are open work. Yes. To if you yeah. got what they want, they will yes. figure, out how, they will figure out how to get it. They will figure out how to get you. They will figure it out.
2: And it's yeah. more about, and, and I don't know, and I know the world has changed a lot. I'm very intuitive. And so what happens is when I have a need, I go, hmm. And I start processing where can I go and get it fulfilled. Yep. And when I start thinking of all of the places that should carry it, I check them off the box and I end up going to the place that I think is the most reliable. Right,
1: The yeah. most likely to have exactly what I want.
2: Yep. Yeah. And sure. I could be wrong and I, and I've been wrong, sure. right? And you, you go there and like, place. oh,
1: yeah. real. But, but you start where you think it's going to be. You
2: start and it's, and it's reliability driven. I'm
1: sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All so right. s- cool.
2: stay consistent.
0: We try to consistency is the most important thing, that's what Dwayne the Rot Johnson says. Thank you you so much for joining us, Kevin. We appreciate you. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us on this new episode of Style Sessions. Make sure you follow us on all of the uh, TikTok and social medias and all the other stuff all over the internets. We are everywhere. Uh, make sure you find us at thatguysecret.com and we'll see you next week for another episode.